Welcome to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. Discovering in Christ to love the life we live and learning how to live a life of love. Welcome to the DLC. So we've just concluded a few days ago a series of interviews with author, sales coach, and professional speaker, David Susan. And if you've not had the chance to listen to any of them yet, go back and take a listen. I know that you are going to thoroughly enjoy it. There are some powerful principles within these seven interviews that can take your business, your life, and your career to just a whole new level. So just like I did with our last interview series with Patrick and Christy Ingram, I would like to give you a summary of the main points that I gleaned from David over the course of these incredible interviews. These are the principles and truths that impacted and challenged me, and I know that they will impact and challenge you as well. Now, there are 12 success principles from David's book, Balls, The Three Secrets of Sales Success, and his story that stood out to me. But before we go into them, let me remind you of the three secrets that David spoke about and that his book speaks about. The three secrets are, we have to have balls, or top performers have balls. Top performers play balls to the walls, and top performers don't drop balls. Now, if you want to find out more about these three secrets, go back and listen to the seven interviews that I did with David, and he covers these three secrets very well in those interviews, and of course, his book that you can find on Amazon.com, as I said, called Balls, The Three Secrets of Sales Success. What I've done is I'm going to be pulling 12 learning principles that I learned from David's book. However, these three secrets are hidden in these principles, but I found 12 things that I really wanted to focus on, I really wanted to pull out, I really wanted to lay before you that I really thought would be phenomenal principles for you to really just listen to and put into your life as you develop and grow your success. So let's review these principles. Number one, the first principle that I pulled out of David's interviews was from episode one, and it was simply passion drives confidence. And one of the little statements that was made was, don't wait for confidence. Find your passion and it will help you build your confidence. So many people are waiting to become confident because before they do anything, before they start a business, before they get in front of others to speak, before they do anything, they are trying to build confidence. I need to get better confidence. But one of the things that I found in life and one of the things that we spoke about in the interview was that when you are passionate about something, when something really drives you, when something really lights up your heart, confidence follows. Confidence is birthed out of passion. And, you know, I see this when people find their passion in Christ, their confidence in the way that they speak to others. You know, you've heard Great Commission, which is go out and tell the world about Jesus and baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I've spoken about this many times, but I do know that we try and drive people out there to witness. And one of the things I know is, is that confidence to witnessing and sharing about Jesus is, doesn't come out of a command of go and do it. What it does is it comes out of a passion for my daddy, a passion 
out of my knowing who I am, knowing who he is and my intimacy with him and my wholeness, I start to become an influence to others. It's a perfect flow. There's a confidence that flows out of my passion for him. Now, I know that I've taken that to the Bible, but you know, I think that is just a clear example of everything in life. Our passions drive our confidences. You become confident because you're passionate, not the other way around. So stop trying to find your confidence, find your passion. And when you find your passion, confidence will follow. The second principle that I pulled out of these interviews was from episode two, invest in yourself, invest in yourself. Keep your mind active, uh, David was saying. You are planting seeds of wisdom to reap that knowledge when you need it. I love that. Planting seeds of wisdom to reap the knowledge when you need it. In Philippians 4.8, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, I know that that scripture might be a little bit of a stretch on what we're talking about investing in yourself, but there is a power in this, in that what we put into our minds, garbage in, garbage out, what we fill our minds with, what we read, what we listen to, what we are thinking about, has a power in our lives. And investing in yourself is putting good things in. Yes, of course, I believe. Fill your mind with the word. Fill your, The word washes and cleanses. But there are some other great books. There are podcasts. There are things out there. I mean, we know some of you, you go to church and you listen to your pastor and you, you buy his CDs and his tapes and you listen to their pod, listen to me tapes. <laughs> you can see my age here. But you, you listen to his podcast and you watch YouTube and you do all these things. And those are great things uh, because you are filling your mind with good things. I think there are too many people out there that fill their minds, minds with so much negativity and so much nonsense. And I want to encourage you, as David had said, go out there. Don't allow apathy. Don't allow procrastination. Don't allow instant gratification. That was one of the things that we spoke about. People want it now. They, they've, everybody's got Google and we Google things and we think that's knowledge. That's not knowledge. Read some good books. Fill your mind with things that are admirable and excellent that will help you in your life. Don't be lazy in investing in you. We're so good at investing in other things, but invest in you. And that's more than watching Law and Order on television or watching some program on TV. Read, listen, fill your heart with the word of God. Fill your heart with good books that have good knowledge. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. I was interviewing somebody and they said it and I said it as well, is that there's nothing new under the sun. Everybody's stolen from someone. And I think everybody has stolen in some point from the Word of God. I do this in my classes all the time. I I share things and people think I'm so wise, but I know it's coming straight out of the Word because the Word is sharper than a two-edged sword that cuts between bone and marrow and that can really discern and divide the heart and really find areas of weakness and strength in you and magnify or heal or bring healing to you. So invest in yourself, firstly with the Word and then with other resources as well. You see, the power of investment 
is not just about what you put in, it's what you get out. It's the return on investment. And the return on investment is when you, as David said in our interview, when you sow the seed of knowledge, you will reap the wisdom later on. And I want to take it a little further. The Holy Spirit uses what you put in and He uses it to come out. You see, yes, the Holy Spirit can give you divine knowledge and divine wisdom. But I found many times that when we are putting good things in, when we're reading the Word, when we're investing our minds, when we're putting it into our hearts, the Holy Spirit has a handle to pull those things out when we most need them, when we need that wisdom, when we need that knowledge. Be it whatever books you read. There are many times that I've been I've read a book and I have in a situation been talking to somebody or faced a situation and the Holy Spirit will bring back a wisdom and knowledge that I pulled out of that book and he brings it back to memory when I most need it. So invest in yourself. Put those seeds of knowledge into your heart. When you do, you will reap wisdom when you need it. And it's done by the Holy Spirit. Number three, the best are not always the best. This also came from episode two. This sounded weird when I first heard it. But as David explained it, it started to make a lot more sense. The most outgoing, the best personalities, the most confident people, the most talented are not always those that blow success out of the water. I've seen people that are phenomenally talented in areas, and yet they are not successful. They're not succeeding. And you go, but man, you've got so much talent. What's going on? And David talked about this in that the best is not always the best. It's not about those things. It's about the little things that we do, the things that he talked about, the three secrets that he spoke about have a huge difference in people's lives when they start doing those little things right versus depending on their personalities. In 1 Samuel 16, 7, the scripture says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. There's something that I find is we tend to look at the outward appearance. We look at how fancy someone's on a stage or how well they talk or how good they look. And I'm going to actually do a podcast on this sometime because there was a television program that I was watching. And in the end, the credits were rolling. And one of the actors was named, they gave her name and what she played at in the show all it said was it didn't give her a character a name all it said was attractive woman that was her character an attractive woman and isn't that the world the world is so cared about the outward appearance what's going on outside to them the best is always the the most confident the best speakers you look at presidents who aren't good speakers they are vilified by the media they are torn down told that they're stupid and then the ones that are the best orators, somehow that makes them more intelligent than everyone else or better than everyone else. We are so, the world and people are so enamored with the outward appearance, the outward man. But I know something that 
God doesn't care about outward appearance. He doesn't care about all the talents and the amazing gifts. Yes, he's given people talents and gifts, but he's cared about what's inside. He's cared about the heart. He's cared about your passion. What you're passionate about? Are you passionate for him? Are you passionate for his love? What he loves? Are you passionate about that? Because when you're passionate about that, it's going to drive those three secrets that we spoke about in this interview. He's going to deal with your fear issues, confidence. He's going to deal with your going full out to do things. And it's going to deal with the ability of not dropping balls, which we're going to speak about. But it starts here. It starts with understanding. It's not about what's outside of you. There's a lot of people that are better looking, better talented than us. But God's not cared about that. He's looking at your heart. He's looking at your heart. Stop looking at the mirror of the world and start looking at the mirror of God's word and what he sees you are and who he says you are. And you know what he says? You are not the best that the world says is the best. You are the best that he says you are. You are the best because he says it, not because the world says it. Number four, you only succeed to the level of your expectations. This came from episode three. The top performers want to be number one, not the top 10. If you think you can only be the top 10%, you will work towards that. Top performers go for gold, not just getting a medal. Those were three little points that are put down under your only succeed to the level of your expectation. And those were three things that David covered in the podcast in episode three. What I want to say is that it is absolutely true that expectations are powerful tools in our lives. People will live up to or down to your expectations. And if others are living up to or down to your expectations of them, how much more are you going to live up to or down to your expectations? If we know what God's expectations are in us, we can live up to those expectations. And here's the beautiful thing. You know what his expectation is of you and me? Oh man, you, you might be even, your mind might be going to the Ten Commandments. Well, he's got Ten Commandments of expectation. He's got 350 expectations. No. His expectation is to firstly believe. Believe in my son. Believe in what he's done. His expectation is that you will receive. Receive everything that he has given you. His expectation, first and foremost, is relationship with you. He is expected to have relationship with you. And then out of that comes the expectations of loving others, doing good in the world. You see, doing good comes out of a relationship with God. So often religion teaches doing good creates that relationship. No, doing good comes out of relationship with God. And so get to know your daddy's expectations of you, but also expect great things for yourself. Expect great things for, from others. But don't feel condemned when you don't hit those things. So, you know, I always tell my kids, aim for the stars. I know this is a cliche. Aim for the stars. And if you miss, you'll hit the moon. And I know that's a cliche, but it's so true. Expect great things. Expect those things. Because you know what? You are a new covenant child. 
You in the new covenant, you have an inheritance of great things. You've got God's favor, his blessing. You've got all these things. Expect great things. Just because bad things happen doesn't stop the good things that God has for us. Expect great things. Expect great things. Number five, the extra mile is never a mile. It's just a step. That's also from episode three. I love this. I love what that lady said in the in David's story. She said, I do what everyone else does. I just do a little bit more. <laughs> I, I see top performers do just a little bit more. Everybody else sometimes just does what's needed. Top performers do what's beyond what's needed. You know, don't just meet the standards. Top performers go beyond what God has for us and what God is doing is so much more than what just even success, these success principles. And when you put it through his word, when you, when you put it through the cross of Jesus, these success principles even take on a new life of themselves, of themselves. And you're going to see an amazing power in these. Now, the last one I want to cover in this podcast, we're going to cover the last six or the last six, as we say in South Africa. I get my Texas accent now and again. But the last six I will cover tomorrow. Point number six, fear is a negative expectation. Fear is a negative expectation, which was episode four. See, fear is thinking about everything that could go wrong. And yes, something that's interesting because... You know, we, we worry about stuff and we, many people say, well, I don't, I'm not under fear. I'm fear is not an issue to me, but let me ask you, do you worry? Are you worried about things? Do you toss and turn at night worrying about stuff? Are there things that when they hit your mind, there's a little knot that starts in your stomach? That's worry. And let me tell you something about worry. Worry is the youngest sister of fear. See, fear and worry are the same thing. Worry is just in a prettier package. You know, we all understand fear. We, we can see fear, but we don't see worry as dangerous as fear. And worry is something that'll eat away at you. It's actually, I think, more dangerous than fear because worry is fear in disguise. You don't see it as clearly. And so you don't deal with it as if you were in fear, you would deal with it quickly. But worry is those things that eat away at people, that give you ulcers. Worry will bring depression on that you didn't even realize. Yeah, fear will do too. But worry is that little disguised fear that sneaks up on you. You see, worry and fear is a fabrication of a future event that will never happen. In fact, 99.9% of our fears never come true. Think of all the times that you have feared, all the things that you worried about and feared. How many of those worries, how many of those fears have actually happened? If you're honest with yourself, not many, not many at all. In fact, 2 Timothy 1.7 tells us, and you probably heard the scripture, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. I love that. <laughs> Power, love, and sound judgment. In John, 1 John, it talks about 
perfect love casts out fear. You'll notice one of those parts that the Spirit has given us is love. You worrying? You're in fear? Firstly, why does love, perfect love, cast out fear? Because you've got to know that you've got a daddy who loves you. And when you truly grasp, and this is by the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit starts to show you and reveal truth in you. And what's the truth? You are loved. You are not just loved, you are liked. You would say, Aaron, what does that even mean? I'm liked. Simply put, God doesn't just love you. He likes you. He likes spending time with you. You know how many Christians battle with that? Yes, God loves me. That Everybody knows that. But to actually know that God actually likes you, he likes spending time with you, he's not turned off by you, he's not just bearing with you, kind of going, oh, I've got, you know, it's kind of like some family members, right? Some of your family members you love, but you don't really like. You love them because you have to, but like them, uh, you probably wouldn't want to spend a lot of time with them. You love them because they're family, but like them, well, God's not like that. He loves you and likes you. And the Spirit wants to reveal that because when you understand how much He loves you and likes you, how much He cares for you, it drives fear away. You don't have to fear because you know He's in your boat with you. He gives you power. What power? Power to overcome fear, but power also to face the areas in your life that are producing that fear and that worry. Head on. Knowing that you have a Father who loves you, we are more than conquerors in Christ. Man, he that is in me is greater than he that's in the world. That's power. That's power knowing that the one that lives in me is greater than anybody in the world, anything in the world, anything that we face. His power is greater. And he gives us sound judgment. Because why does he give you sound judgment? So that you can make wise decisions and wise decisions keep you out of fear. You think how many times I, and I'm thinking of myself, how many times I've made bad judgments, bad decisions, and what happens? I start to worry. I start to fear. I started because of my bad judgments. I get into, into some bad judgment things that, that have caused financial difficulties in the past. Things of bad judgment that have caused relational, relational difficulties in the past. Bad judgment is a producer of fear. Man, I could go on forever on this. I gotta, I gotta preach a message on this. The Holy Spirit just really just hit me on some revelation here that I haven't even touched on. And as I'm thinking about this and talking about it, there is so much power in that one scripture for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love and a sound judgment. In other words, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of power, a spirit of love and a spirit of sound judgment. And you know who he is? He is the Holy Spirit and he is living in you. He is living in me. He's closer than a brother. He is closer than a phone call away. He's closer than heaven. And he has given us power, love, and a sound judgment. If you're battling with fear, my friend, and you are listening here today, I want to tell you, he's closer than a brother. Ask him for power to overcome that fear. Ask him to reveal his love and his care for you. And ask him to help you in the future in judgment and sound judgment. So thank you for listening to this episode of the DLC. Tomorrow we're going to get into seven. Seven actually ties with six. And uh, it was also from episode four, but we've run out of time here. This 
podcast. And so I want to encourage you to continue tomorrow. We will go through the next six of David Susan's podcast and the 12 things that I pulled out of it. I want to encourage you, if you're listening, I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at coach at orinrudolph.com. I'm talking to people here and I'm seeing my results on my webpage. I get the statistics and I'm seeing how many people are listening and I'm excited that there are so many of you listening and not only from uh, where I'm at, but all over the country and people all over the world are listening to this podcast and I'm so excited about that. But I do want to encourage you, please contact me so I can at least hear from those that are listening to this podcast, uh, my email is coach, C-O-A-C-H, at orinrudolph.com. And give me a, uh, drop me a line on my podcast, on my email. I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you've got a story, I've got some great interviews lined up. Uh, next Monday, I launch a phenomenal interview series with a young man that battled stage four cancer and just how God took him through that whole experience. And as he walked through the valley of the shadow of death, God walked with him. And what an amazing series of interviews. That's Monday. Next Monday, uh, we're going to be talking, uh, we're going to be talking to this young man. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But if you've got a story, if you've got something that you feel that others need to hear, and, you know, ask yourself that, you know, every one of us, we kind of downplay our stories. We think our stories aren't good enough, but I know that our stories can impact. If it just impacts one life, one listener, man, I want you on the show. Give me a call. We can organize to talk and to uh, interview. I'd love to interview you. I'm not after famous people. I'm after real people. Please like the podcast on iTunes. Give it a like. Check it out. Comment on iTunes, if you would, give me a feedback. Also, don't forget my book, Let It Go, available on Amazon, available on Audibles, available on iTunes in audio. It's also available on Kindle. Uh, Let It Go, gaining freedom from the past and power for your future. Check out my book, have a listen or read it. Purchase it on Amazon, as I said, Audibles or iTunes. And I know that you're going to love it. There's been so much great feedback on my book as well. And so check me out on my YouTube channel, Aaron Rudolph, on my YouTube channel. People have a story and that every story can impact someone else so that you don't feel alone, that you don't have to walk those valleys alone. Because this life, Jesus said, you will face trouble. But here's the good news. I'm not going to leave you in that trouble. I'm going to stay in the boat and you are going to get to the other side. You know what? When those disciples went to the other side of the lake, They were afraid because of the storm, but they didn't have to be afraid because Jesus was in their boat. And I want to tell you, my friend, Jesus is in the boat with you and you're going to get to the other side. So once again, thank you for listening to the DLC. Grace to you. Thank you for listening to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. For more information on other available teaching, please visit our website at orenrudolph.com. And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Oren Rudolph.